0: Hi, and welcome to the Millennial New King James Version podcast, a podcast for those of you who just want to pack some Bible content into your life. Join us as we read, teach, and explain scripture with words we can all understand. Reading the Bible should be a blast, so that's what we're going to have. Today we're going to get to know each other just a little bit better so that you have an understanding of who you're listening to, and we can get used to this whole podcast thing. It's going to be lit. But in a good way.
1: Hello, out there, in the celestial universe, how are you? Um.
0: (laughs) Makes it sound like we're broadcasting this to aliens.
1: (laughs) I hope so. <laughs> that would be really, really cool. That would be really, really cool. Anybody
0: out there listening, if you know how to get this in space, please do it. Or like we're... In, have our permission.
1: Uh, like we're Will Smith, whenever he's broadcasting to nothingness. Oh, right. In, what's it called? Is like, that... Uh, I Am Legend. I Am Legend. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so... I Am so, a Stupid Movie. I Am a Stupid Movie. That's about right.
0: I own that stupid movie.
1: <laughs> it's not as stupid... Oh, I'm dripping coffee on my foot!
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's good. not as
1: stupid as The Knowing. The Knowing was just... No,
0: The Knowing dumb. is... Like, ridiculous. Yeah.
1: Anyway. Um for certain. So I think we're we're thinking of calling that we're going here's okay. We're going to call this thing. podcast <laughs> Millennial New King James or the the the, the Millennial, Millennial New, New King, King, King James
0: version. version. Because that's basically how we interpret scripture. Not not like we're trying to like make our own real version of the Bible. No. But because when you explain scripture to people you have to use their language, mm-hmm. and we're millennials, and so
1: this all started because, <clears throat> well, I don't know when it started exactly, but I know that. Um...
0: I thought that's Taya Smith. Oh, <laughs> oh my
1: God! And I had a heart attack.
0: <laughs> I had a heart attack. She got a text message from somebody, and I thought it was the woman who sings "Oceans" from Hillsong. <laughs> we both would have plots if that had been real.
1: I think one thing that we can do is get better at sticking with it.
0: What do you mean? The subject. Right. We'll get better at this. <laughs> um,
1: don't so, leave. I don't know when this started, but I know that I started doing this a lot more whenever we had like a Thursday. It started out as a Friday night um, Bible study at my house, and then it went to Thursday nights. But it was like <laughs> we'd come in, and I'd read a chapter from the Bible, and then I'd go, okay, what did it just say? What did that chapter just say? And I would just get deer in the headlight looks. i didn't get any answers like ever (laughs) yeah and so like i remember that happened so many times and then eventually i was like okay you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna read it and then i'm going to reiterate what was just said and i'm just gonna talk like i'm telling a story and i'm not gonna leave anything important out and i'm not gonna change anything that that brings in context i'm not gonna change anything i'm just gonna change the way that it's said so that it's more understandable and less Bible-y, I guess. Yep. Um, that's where I remember doing it the first time. Well, and that's,
0: that's a very, very Jesus-like mindset to be in, because that's why he taught in parables. Mm-hmm. He told stories that were kind of random and seemed to have, like, nothing to do with anything. And then finally at the end he said, do you understand that? And they're like, oh, yeah, we know what this, like, real-life kind of... Concept is, and he's like, okay, that's what the kingdom of God is like. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, that's what the Holy Spirit's going to be like. Okay, yeah. and um, and it resonated with the people mm-hmm. because he wasn't using some kind of deeply theological terms. He was using their language, mm-hmm. and they all of a sudden understood. Sometimes they didn't understand. <laughs> sometimes the disciples were
1: thick, <laughs> but or like okay. sometimes he talks to Nicodemus and says, okay. <laughs> Right. It's like the wind in Nicodemus, or it's like being born again Nicodemus is like, what? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I don't Nicodemus, understand. What are you? I don't want to have to
0: crawl back up inside my mother and come out again like that.
1: And Jesus says, "Stop being a dip.
0: <laughs> Stop being a like, dip."
1: This is why I'm talking to you like this because you don't. Because you you're get not listening it. to me. Listening.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, okay, <laughs> freak face. <laughs> if for so loved the world that He gave, <laughs> and then all of a sudden Nicodemus understood.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff like that. And then there's, remind me of this part <clears throat> that Jesus is talking to some soldiers, um, Greek. Oh yeah. Greeks, Greeks. Yeah. And, um, and it says before they came to like, ask him some questions and they didn't even ask him a question yet. It just says he they answered up. them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he answered them. And then he told a parable about, uh, it was something to do with with a seed falling on its own or something like yeah, that,
0: Yeah, right? seed falling on its own. I don't remember Can't exactly. Can't survive but, yeah. on its own or something. <clears throat> something like that. Anyway. Look it to up. us, yeah,
1: <laughs> look it up. Um, but to us, we look at it and we go, uh, I don't, okay, a seed, whatever. Yeah. But to them. He's, just, he's
0: talking spiritual.
1: Yeah. and But the truth is, he was telling a parable that they would have learned while they were being trained as soldiers, I believe, growing right. up. That was a parable that they were just, that was drilled into them. And, um, and so a lot of things are like that are lost in time because we don't, right we don't have that parable. We don't talk and, like that. And anywhere. I think
0: if I remember correctly, part of that parable even kind of explained what he was about to do, like in his crucifixion. Mm-hmm. If I, if I remember correctly, I don't, I'm not exactly certain. We'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there.
1: Yeah. Okay. So that's why we're doing this. What I wanted to do was just kind of give you something to listen to so that you can get content of the Bible. In your head and um, I think a, a nice way of doing that is listening first of all because I don't know about you but whenever I read a lot my eyes get tired and I get sleepy and I don't want to read my Bible anymore yeah uh, but <clears throat> listening is a lot easier especially whenever it's read what the Bible says hear it the way I think right and then um, so we're going to do that and then Jake actually and this will probably come into his story a little bit Jake wants to write a commentary of the Bible at some point in his life, but that's just how he thinks he is. So um, knowledgeable. And so he's so in depth and thorough and he's 22 years old. So that like helps a lot.
0: She's making the blushes come out of my cheeks right now, but
1: (laughs) it's not hard. (laughs) You're a very red person. (laughs) Yes, I do. (laughs) Anyway, so that's, that's kind of what we're thinking for right now. It may change a little bit. We're kind of up in the air about how we want to structure this, but that's how we're gonna try. So for the yeah. moment. Um, but we wanted to kind of give our like a, a at least a small part of our testimonies so that you know that we're not just, you know, people who think they know something and I don't know. Like I I don't think I know a whole lot. Let's just get that out of the way. But I do love the Bible and I do love Jesus. And um and not, I to, to,
0: not to contradict her introduction to me, but I'm not that knowledgeable
1: either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're just just a couple of 20-somethings who love the word of God and um, want to help other people in any way we can get it into their hearts and into their heart uh, into their hearts and into their hearts into their hearts, in the and hearts. into their heads <laughs> there you go uh, and when we first were talking about doing this I was like well let's start with like a small book that's kind of easier and so we went with Joshua <laughs> which is like Twenty-seven chapters long, kind of yeah. the opposite of what I wanted to do. But hey, yeah. I'm I'm really excited to to jump into that. I, I love just the stories in the Bible, um, and the things that you can you can get from it. Speaking of Taya, in that podcast that she did, she was talking about how she has been, you know, or so many times in her life, she's gone back to things that she's read in the Bible, like you know, God, you provided food and water for the people wandering around in the wilderness. Like following you, but still, they were just out there. No matter kinda, how many times
0: they complained about it.
1: Yeah, she's like, I kind of need you to do that right now with me, like by getting a job. Like I need, right. I need you to provide for me. Right. And so, taking stories from the Bible and just knowing that that God has done this in the past and He cares about you, like that—that yeah. that means so much.
0: And another thing that is that's important to remember, and it's why, and it's w- one of the reasons why we're wanting to sort of teach the Bible to you guys in this in this style is. So that we fully get a concept of the fact that the people in the Bible were people. They were humans. They had problems. Mm. Yeah. You know, they grew up. They went through puberty. They had to deal with things like depression. They had to deal with anxiety. They had to deal with the common cold. Probably killed a lot of people back then, but <laughs> I mean, that's not the point. But the thing is, they, they had the same problems that we do. People, <laughs> I heard this from a, church in, uh, from a church in Colorado. People don't change over thousands of years. No. <laughs> people don't change. I mean and and you know what i mean by that like it's it's not like you know that i'm not it's not, i'm not saying that somebody can't like change their mind or something like that but the problems that people face they don't change mm-hmm. they're the same things now that they were back then they should, now we have technology and social media so we can complain about it to everybody <laughs> but you know it, Our and problems so
1: problems are w- more well known
0: <laughs> yeah we're not exactly private private people anymore but it's it's truly important to remember that these are real people who struggled with real things and it's real stories about things that really happened. And that, that when you start to get a grasp of that, suddenly you realize you're not alone. Mm -hmm. And suddenly you realize, Oh, if God can help them, then he can certainly help me.
1: Absolutely. Those things are often lost in, especially if, if the only place that you go to learn about the Bible or to discuss the Bible is like big church. Right. Sunday morning, big church, it can seem very distant Yeah. rather than it being something that, you know, we're all, we're all of the same species as these people. We spoke different yeah. languages and we live in a different culture, but we're, we're still the same.
0: Yeah. These people have senses of humor. They have, they have
1: diabetes. They have diabetes. They have, <laughs> they have pet peeves. They have, do. I've
0: always thought that. The phrase "pet peeves" sounded like the ghost from Harry Potter. Peeves, oh, peeves like yeah. my pet peeves. I have a pet ghost that just does nothing but frick around.
1: That makes sense. Yeah, I think she did that on purpose. Probably, as did. A matter of fact. Um. Anyway, okay. So that. Um. So let's let's give a little bit of our testimonies now.
0: I sure. You want I you want to go first? Want me to go first?
1: I'll go first. Cool. Um. So I grew up in in a Christian home, and I accepted Jesus when I was. Four years old.
0: Four years I old. I was
1: four years old. Four years old. I could do the math and tell you how many days old I was, but <laughs> I'm not going to do that. That's ridiculous.
0: You didn't come here for math.
1: No, <laughs> I'm not here
0: That's why we math. didn't start with numbers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I became a Christian when I was four. That's when I accepted Jesus into my heart. And I really do believe, like, I understood, you know, stealing my sister's glasses was a sin and... I needed to be forgiven by God <laughs> for doing that, even though she was mean to me. Um, if you're listening to this, Tanya, I love you. <laughs> um, she's not mean anymore. <laughs> but um, I was that age, and Tanya was actually that age when she became a Christian. But we're not here to talk about her. So sorry. Uh, <laughs> fast forward. We still love you. 14 years. I'm 18 years old. No longer living in Dallas, Texas, but I'm living in Ruidoso, New Mexico. You're supposed to give away your location. I don't know. Come find me. I dare you. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so we'll I. will lead you to Jesus. <laughs> I graduated high school and I went off. Actually, I didn't. I graduated. Well, I did. I graduated high school with a GED because I was homeschooled. One of those people. And then I stayed here for two years. And then I went to massage therapy school in Santa Fe. And you were there. Yep. I Ooh, was there. Like we were friends before that, but. Uh, like, and we were pretty close friends, but not near what we are today, yeah. <clears throat> and so more on that later, yeah, um, and so I was in Santa Fe, and I was just incredibly alone um i was Santa Fe is just a really new age uh you know, just all different kinds of beliefs that I wasn't used to having to encounter when I lived in Ruidoso for sure and so, and I was in massage therapy school, which was even better, like these people would bang gongs. And like hold on to like crystals and stuff to take away their anxieties and putting their trust in in these materialistic things oh. to make them feel better. And I was just like modern day
0: equivalent of idols.
1: Yeah, exactly. There was even a time when they were like they. My teacher played this chanting CD. These people were just chanting, inviting all different kinds of spiritual whatever entities, like. They said every single one, like, that is known, they invited in, including God, but also including, like, I'm sorry, but Satan, like, they did, and I remember just sitting there going, Jesus, you be the only thing that's in this room, like, please, like, stand next to me, don't (laughs) let anything else in here. You sit your butt down next (laughs) to me, Jesus, please. Yeah, and and they were like and you can now invite whatever spiritual entity you want to come in and i was like jesus oh my gosh like yeah no <laughs> you're yeah, right here no. <laughs> and then whenever i left exactly. the school whenever i graduated they were like okay whatever spiritual entity you invited in you can now release them and i was like i'm leaving you here jesus like yeah. don't you move from this place yeah. this is some crazy stuff and so it just i had never encountered that before <clears throat> and and i didn't know anybody my roommate um was busy and and you were busy and right. and just I don't know, I just felt so incredibly alone, but during that time, I was reading my Bible like like crazy, like never before um it was it was a priority, like it had never been and i was I was trying to to go to church and and every time I went to church, every time I was able to on Sundays, I just felt refreshed I, I felt so much better, I felt like I actually knew what it meant to worship honestly, in that time, you know? Hmm. And so that's yeah. when I, I, uh, I think I had my Jesus revelation. Mm-hmm. It's definitely when I was called to ministry when I was in Santa Fe. But in my, my Jesus revelation was just that Jesus was all I needed. Uh, he, he was my provider. I, if, if everything else fell apart, as long as I knew that, that he was next to me, I was going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And like I said, one day I was sitting in massage class and, and I felt Like a called to ministry that God was just telling me that, um, I I can't even tell you in words. It was just like a feeling like I, I had to be doing ministry in some capacity. And I remember saying, God, I am 100% willing to study your word consistently and teach Hmm. it just all the time. And I'll never get bored of it.
0: What a beautiful thing to say. Yeah. You know,
1: (laughs) exactly. And I was just saying all these things in the middle of massage class. I was basically over it at that point. I was like, oh, yeah. oh my gosh. But... You haven't done much with it since then, have <laughs> yeah, you? <laughs> no, not really. I am certified, but that's, that's about the extent of it. But now I work at First Baptist Church. I've been there since 2014. And just all the things that brought me there were completely of God. There was no way it wasn't. And... Um, and I work with youth now, and I try and and teach them. I I just recently discovered that befriending them is like the biggest part of it right. is letting them know that right. you care, not just because you're their leader, but because you're their friend. And so, anyway, that's that's kind of my story. That's where I am now, mm. and uh, there we go. Yeah,
0: my story is it's a little different. It's uh, but there's there's a lot of the same towns and sort of circumstances, it, they kind of line up. Dane and I have been uh, really, really good friends for, uh, 15 at least, years. for 15 years. That's what we tell people. It's been 10 years. It's been actually exactly 10 years. But <laughs> Almost 15 Anyway, we'll be there in five years. Um, I was born in Roswell, New Mexico. So like aliens and things like that. That's just so you know, that's not where I'm getting my knowledge of scripture. Aliens aren't <laughs> real people. You can fight me on that if you want to. F- F-I-T-E alien. me. but um...
1: <laughs> I'm not saying it was alien, but it was alien. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> my dad liked to tell me that I hatched out of a piece of alien crap on a rock outside of the city limits of Roswell. And he was right. And he wasn't wrong. Mm-hmm. And my self-esteem took a hit. Just kidding. No. So I was born there and we lived there for two years. Um, and then we moved to this town called Lovington, New Mexico. And um, in Lovington, that's where I you know, really did the bulk of my of my growing up and my family was what I would think. At least I remember thinking back then my family was perfect. I had a mom and a dad that loved me eventually in 2004, my little brother was born and, and I, I love my little brother to death. I'm, I'm not the stereotypical big brother who just isn't is irritated by him all the time. I absolutely adore him with all of my heart. So my childhood seemed just fairly perfect. Like, I mean, sure we had struggles. Sure. There was problems. Sure. I, Lied to my dad, you know, one too many times and got <laughs> spankings and things like that. And, but it Unlike wasn't
1: any other child. In the world.
0: Exactly. And so, but there was, there was nothing truly wrong with my childhood in my viewpoint, in my opinion, I didn't find out really that life wasn't perfect until we had actually moved here to Ruidoso, um, 10 years ago when we moved, I suddenly kind of realized I'm going to a brand new school. I was going to be in eighth grade at that time. And I, and nobody there was going to know who I was. Not one person was going to know me. And I realized something and it was like the biggest epiphany I ever had in my life at that point. I don't even remember what had happened. I just remember suddenly knowing this, that when I walk into that school, I can be anybody who I want to be. I don't, I, I can, if I'm willing to, keep it up. I could have an accent. I could, you know, I could do anything. I could be anybody that I wanted to be. And of course, if you're in middle school, popularity matters to you for some reason. I don't understand why. Looking back on it now, I don't even I don't even see how that thought entered my head, but popularity was important. And so, I so I'm like really white and have red hair. I'm not exactly the most popular kid like ever anyway. And so Um, fellow redheads, you know what I'm talking about. And so I kind of just went, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna change everything about who I am so that I can fit in so that I can be popular. And I found out very quickly that in middle school, especially when you want to be popular and you want everybody to love you, you act like a douchebag. You're terrible. You're a terrible person. You just, you're, you, you act arrogant. You, uh, make dirty jokes about, about girls and about boys you just make dirty jokes you cuss as often as possible and you just kind of treat everybody like garbage and yet somehow that gets you popular that makes people like you and i i don't understand how it works and and i guess the point is it doesn't work but but that's the way that i live my life and i continue to live that way on into high school the whole time that i'm living like this though I was going to church every Sunday and I was going to youth group every Wednesday. I was on the praise team in youth group. I was a part of the leadership team that was happening at that time. And I was living two entirely sort of different personalities. I was making sure that I seemed, you know, spiritual and respectful and mature at church. And I don't even know how many times I succeeded with that because I was an eighth grader trying to act mature. Like, I don't think that even happened. But, uh, and then at school, I was just, you know, going along with whatever with whatever people wanted me to. And that continued until my sophomore year of high school. And then this is whenever things really started to get bad. My parents got divorced. Mm-hmm. So suddenly that perfect childhood, that perfect life that I thought I had went straight to hell. <laughs> That's where it went. It went from perfection to hell. At least yeah. in my opinion, the way that the way that my mind worked. It was unbelievably unexpected. It was just I came home from school one day and I was told that it was happening. There was no buildup that I saw. I was blissfully unaware of what was going on between my parents. And and that shattered my entire worldview. I didn't understand what was true anymore because my parents were the ones telling me all of these things about Jesus. They were telling me how I should be living my life, how I should be treating people that I was in relationships in. And then they got divorced. Obviously, neither one of my parents like meant to suddenly screw me up. I don't think parents do intend to screw up their kids? I mean, I don't know. Some some people aren't meant to be parents, and maybe they do. But my so. parents, at least, it I don't blame them. To this day, I do not blame them. Then I did. Now I don't. But when they got divorced, I just said, okay, God, you know, we went to church every Sunday, every Wednesday. We did everything that you asked of us. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And so I, I, I told him that, and I said, I don't really want to talk to you right now, which is such a, such a high school mindset to be in, you know, you made me mad, so I'm not going to talk to you, you know, and that's not just high school. That's, that's just humans in general. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't necessarily abandon God because I still went to church. I still knew the answers, but I, I wasn't, I, I would, I would say I wasn't on speaking terms with him. And then that continued until my senior year of high school when things really got bad. Um when I brought see it, it just it just keeps going. it was kind of a spiral at this point in there's uh, a left
1: hook. it gets good yeah
0: <laughs> stay with me here i'm not I'm not actually in jail right now, like you know this this the story does have a happy ending um april twenty third 2013, my cousin uh was killed in a car accident and as if high school Jake needed another reason to hate God, but when that happened, I told God straight up, okay, now I actually physically hate you. And I even remember saying, God, I am perfectly willing to go to hell so that I don't have to be with you. I never stopped believing that God was real though, which is kind of key. That's, that's pretty key. I never stopped believing he was real. These events that, that in my opinion, ruined my life, they didn't stop me from believing in God. They just made me angry at him. And in my opinion, that was a little worse. You know, if, if I had stopped believing in him, then Maybe my decisions wouldn't have been quite as drastic and as dark as they were. But since I was angry at a physical person, not a physical person, but you know, well, God, like somebody who I knew was real and I was so angry at him, it affected my decisions differently than it would have if I had stopped believing that God was real. And so when I graduated from high school, I went to this town called Santa Fe, New Mexico, the same place that Dana happened to be going to massage therapy school at. And we didn't even know that. For a while. I was going to a college to be a musician and an actor. And I think it was like a week before I was going to move out there. I was gonna say. We had a phone call <laughs> conversation where we both just kind of went, wait, Santa Fe, that's where you're going?
1: Like, Well, I think it was, it was like <coughs> we knew that each other was leaving. Right. <laughs> Grammar. Dang! Oops. Um, we knew. Anyway, we knew we were leaving. <laughs> we, we, we knew so we both were leaving. Yeah. We were like, oh, we should hang out one time before we both leave, and then one of us said, that's right. while we were hanging out, Santa Fe, and the other was like, wait, Santa Fe? Santa Fe? You going to Santa Fe? Like, that's where
0: you're moving? <laughs> yeah. And and then it got even better than that. That the apartment that Dana and her roommate rented was directly across the street from my dorm room <laughs> at the college <laughs> I was going to. So it was just kind of like, you know what? We're just we're we're gonna go to Santa Fe and be friends. Mm-hmm. And, um, so while I was in Santa Fe, I was, I was going completely against God on purpose. I knew that God had given me the gifts of music and he'd given me the gifts of being in front of people and not being afraid, but I wanted to use them so that I could get glory. Cause at this point I was saying, God, I'm going to suck every bit of glory out of you that I can, because you don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> These are great <laughs> things to say to the, you know, author of creation and things like that. But still, And so that's the way I was living. And obviously you can guess where this went. I was so unbelievably depressed, you know, like where else does that kind of life take you? It only, it can only take you into depression. And I remember I would sleep for multiple days at a time. I think my record was three that I was asleep for. I think that was my record. Life hit true rock bottom spiritually for me. Um, And then I remember coming home for Thanksgiving and going to church with my dad just because he asked me to, and I didn't want to say no. And while I was there, I heard words in my head. I heard words. Um, God said to me, Jake, I want you to devote your life to ministry to me. That's what I want you to do. And God had actually been hinting at this, you know, for a little while. And I just basically said, are you effing kidding me? (laughs) For real, like after all these conversations you and I have had, God, you're, you're seriously just going to show up one day and say, "Here, you should work for me." <laughs> Are you serious? I mean, I'm treating God like a human, and so I had no idea like how to actually converse with God at this point. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and so I just I told him no. I and I, I said I said no straight up. And uh, when I when I left church that day part of me knew how rare it is to hear words from God. And I was like, should I tell somebody? Should I like tell my dad that I like heard from God? Cause I wanted it to be like, a, I heard from God. yeah, I heard from God. You didn't hear from God. You can suck it. I heard from God. You right. know what I mean? And something <clears throat> in me said, no, you don't need to tell anybody. And I was like, yeah, okay. Then you're, yes, you're right. Voice that I'm hearing, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> And so I went back to school and two weeks after I got back to school, I woke up one Saturday morning. I don't remember when I had gone to sleep and I just remember hearing words again and they were very simple, very kind, very loving, but very, very penetrating. God asked me one question. He just said, Jake, what are you doing? And everything in me broke. Mm -hmm. It felt like I shattered. And I don't remember if I was on my knees, if I was laying flat on the ground or standing up or... Somersault. I don't know what I was doing, but I just remember screaming in my dorm room, "Daddy, I don't know!" Mm-hmm. <laughs> suddenly, I realized everything that had happened in my life that I thought was God like being mean to me, or He just like He must not care about me because He let this happen. God doesn't serve me, you know, mm-hmm. and I I didn't know that, I didn't fully understand that until that moment, and suddenly everything made sense. You know, the cross is where I should have run. The cross is what. Should have given me comfort instead of me looking at Jesus and going, well, since you didn't make my life absolutely perfect with no problems whatsoever, then I hate you. That that doesn't make any sense. We wouldn't treat humans that way. Right. Yeah. So there's no reason for me to treat God that way. And then, and I remember I went over to, to Dana's apartment after that. And blindsided her to kingdom come by saying, I think I'm going to leave Santa Fe and go to Bible college. <laughs> and I, I remember the look on your face was kind of a just malfunction. Do not, comp- I don't compute overload warning, warning, self-destruct sequence. Yeah. You know, like it just, it, it you, you were completely <laughs> abruptly confronted with this sudden, Change in my life.
1: Yeah, well, it wasn't even. I think it was like Dana. I'm leaving Santa Fe this weekend and going to Bible. And college. I'm gonna do this. Like <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's happening.
0: Yeah. Whoa. And this whole whoa. time in Santa Fe, Dana had drugged me to church. She didn't know she was dragging me to church, but I didn't want to say no because I didn't. I felt guilty living this horrible life in front of my Christian friend. And I even thought of you as my Christian friend because I didn't even consider myself a Christian anymore. Wow. And and it was crazy. And so the amount of time... lunch it...
1: afterwards didn't hurt either. Do what? Lunch afterwards didn't hurt either. Right? Yeah, you know,
0: <laughs> breakfast, <laughs> yeah. free breakfast beforehand, and stuff like that, yeah. Um, but it took 10 years from the time I was eight, which is when I was baptized. I forgot to say that at the beginning. I was baptized when I was eight to the time I was 18, it took 10 years for me to realize that Jesus is worth living for, that Mm -hmm. Jesus is not, being a Christian is not about just a whole bunch of rules that are supposed to try to make your life perfect. It's about a true relationship with a God who loves you. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know that yet. And it took 10 years for me to figure that out. And then the story after that, the shortened version is I was in Florida Bible College and Dana told me she was going to do ministry at First Baptist Church And suddenly it felt like God had pulled my heart out and set it in that youth room. (laughs) And that everything in me at that point just wanted to go back. And so for the last four years, I was at FBC with Dana doing youth. And it's only recently in the last um, six months or so that I've changed to a different church, to Calvary Chapel, Ruidoso, and I'm a youth pastor and worship leader out there now. And uh, basically, don't never underestimate how suddenly God can intervene in your life. Yeah. And how suddenly God can change everything to be the way that it should be.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's funny. I was just thinking while you were talking about when God talked to you. And it was in church. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about...
0: I don't even remember what the sermon was about. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I wasn't listening.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and it's like when we were at uh, Winter Edge in California. Right. I wasn't listening to dude. Apparently he was saying a bunch of great things, but I was just being a stinker. And but God was talking to me. Like God right. took the time when I was being a stinker to talk to me. And yeah. and to tell you something really important, you know? Right. And another time he talked to me was when he asked me if I'd be okay with not getting married. Right. Not that he ever told me I wasn't going to. It was just like you can be okay with that? Are you okay with that? Yeah. If that's what I call you to do. And
0: And just so you guys know, this thing that God was telling her about whenever she was being a stinker was she told me to she she basically prophesied over me that I was gonna go to this to Calvary Chapel Bible College in Murrieta, California. What's up, y'all? <laughs> and uh, and I did. I went there. And b- by the way, I met my wife there. Yeah. So like a lot of things happened because of that prophecy.
1: I mean, I'm not patting myself on the back. Right oh no, now, no, no. Even though I am, <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> you can't you know, see it, but it's I there. Did, I did not want to tell Jake anything that night, yeah. and but it was like I couldn't help it right. because I was no. talked to by God, and by he God. just spent like an hour just wrecking me, <laughs> but you know, like breaking me open in
0: the best way, yeah. you know,
1: like, yeah. So that I could, I could actually hear him. Right. I feel like, and like the other day, I feel like God talked to me again, that there's a couple of kids that I work with that, uh, just one I'm, I'm, I'm just worried about, you know, and, uh, just like decisions and stuff. And I was thinking, how can I help this person? Like, what can I do to to help them see what what they're doing and stuff? And then just in the middle of all that, I just, I know I heard God go, Dana, that's my job. Right. Get away from my job, Hmm. you know? Um, And he was was just like, Dana, that's my job. You don't have to worry about that.
0: You're not the Holy Spirit. You're not
1: the Holy Spirit, exactly. (laughs) And this youth is saved. Right. And so I know that, that she can hear him if she'll listen. And so, um, anyway, I, uh, I just, in that moment, I was just like, I, I was like sitting there worrying about it. And then out loud, I just started saying, I know, I know. Right. Yes, sir. You know, because I mean, just suddenly it was just over, it overtook me that that wasn't my responsibility. Right. Um, Uh, I
0: struggle with that too. I struggle with thinking I need to help these people. Part of me, like when I've said before, I need to save this person, not, from hell, like I, I, don't feel I've never felt like I need to go die on a cross for this person. Like mm-hmm. I've never felt that, but like from their situation, like in this life, like I need to save this person from this. I need mm-hmm. to save this person from their guilt. Yeah, yeah. And their shame, which I guess maybe is me like having some kind of thought, like like I, I'm trying to be too much like Jesus or something <laughs> like that. Like let Jesus do his job, and I feel like that's what everybody did for me while I was having those those years of trouble. Mm was they let God do do his job.
1: Yeah.
0: And p- people would speak into my life. They would love on me. Uh, our pastor, Pastor Alan Stoddard. What's up, dude? Hey. He, uh, well, you can ask him if you somehow run into him. Just ask him how he felt about me during those years. And the words that will come out of his mouth were, I was so pissed at that stupid little kid <laughs> because he he was livid at me for the way I was acting. And He'll even
1: squeak. He'll go, I was so mad at yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, he'll do that. But then, you know, coming full circle, the way that God does things, he was my pastoral boss for four years. And he's still my pastoral boss. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, nothing is unreconcilable. God does great things. And we're going to see a lot of that throughout this story in the Old Testament yeah. that we're going to get into next time.
1: Absolutely. So that's... <laughs> I just, I think when you truly have been saved by God and, and you can see it looking back, there's no way to give a short testimony. Uh, <laughs> so <Yeah>. that was, <laughs> that was our attempt at a short testimony and it's just, it's just not possible. So yeah. there it is. Um, this
0: is us. This is who you're going to be listening to. Yeah. We even, Hopefully you're still here yeah, and you're, and you're going to come back.
1: Um, and I'm even going to say probably like that. Like, listen to this after you've listened to a couple of other podcasts so that you're actually interested in who we are. (laughs) Right. Because otherwise it's just, well, I don't care. Who are you? Like, yeah. And I understand that. I totally understand that.
0: We just want to make sure you guys understand. Yeah. Who's talking to you.
1: Absolutely. When Jake first got here, we were talking about if we were going to be ourselves. And I was like, (laughs) well, I was thinking about that. If we should set up some rules, like, you know, the podcasts aren't going to be over 30 minutes and they're... We're not going to say butthole. (laughs) See, the thing is, we call people that. And and not in a bad way. In a very loving way. In a very loving way. (laughs) But especially people in the Bible. Like the Pharisees, they could be. Let's just be honest real quick. And so we were like, are we going to set up those parameters? And we were like, you know what? If we're going to just be honest, that's, that's what I feel like lacks a lot in Christian life is the honesty right. in being the same person that you are outside the church as you are inside. I
0: don't, I don't want to go back to that no. thing in my testimony that I was two separate people. Exactly. I'm, I'm going to talk to you the way I talk.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and if that's ever like a, a thing that, you know, God's changing in our lives, I'm sure you'll see that because again, as God changes things, mm-hmm. we will change everywhere. Yeah. But as of right now, that's how we talk. So. As of right now, that's how we
0: talk. Have no fear; we're not going to be dropping f bombs no. and saying GD. Like, no, 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 no. That's not what we're talking about.
1: We do have we do have boundaries, yeah. and and we still we don't want to. Yeah, there are some things that we just don't do. Yeah. So
0: if one of us does accidentally cuss, don't worry. We have the Holy Spirit. We'll get <laughs> sanctified. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be the first one to go,
1: excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> sorry.
0: You might even hear him <laughs> yeah. say it. Like You
1: might. Yeah. Um, anyway, we're glad that you're with us. Uh, I hope that this is something that you're looking for and that you can stick with it and that uh, we get more to the point. Um, yeah. But.
0: Uh, hopefully we're going to be able to kind of probably get an Instagram or something like that so we can communicate with you guys if you have questions or if you want prayer or things like that. We, we want this to be a ministry, really. Yeah. And so actually before we sign off, uh, we're going to pray for you and pray for this. And so, and we ask that you be praying for us. Um, the enemy's going to attack us. We're trying to do something. We're trying to further God's kingdom and the enemy doesn't like that. And uh, he's going to do that in your life too. If you're trying to grow closer to God, Satan's going to be like, butthole, what you doing? <laughs> and he's going to come after you. And so right now as a community, as a body of Christ, or if you're not even in the body of Christ, if you're not even a believer yet, and somehow you're still listening to all of this,
1: dude we love
0: you we love you yeah exactly i want to get that instagram now so i can meet you like, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you're a, you're a true a true champion mm-hmm. um so wherever you are right now whether you're in your car if you're at work if you're hammocking because that's we like to do and that uh if you're
1: not like you you should go should and listen to this yeah it's a good time.
0: wherever wherever you're at right now um just open your heart up as we, as we pray for you. And if, if you want to pray for us, um, go ahead and do that. If you're in the car, do not close your eyes. Don't do it. I'm talking to you. Don't do it. But let's pray together um, for a second. Uh, Father, Father, we just, we love you, Lord. You are, uh, you're completely and utterly impossible to describe. And... Um and I, I don't even sometimes I don't even know how to pray to you Lord. I don't even know what to say to you because I'm so overwhelmed by just the sheer <laughs> volume of glory that 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 you have Lord. Um Lord, right now I just I pray for for Dana, I pray for I pray for myself because that's okay. <laughs> um and I pray for anybody who could be listening to this, Lord Jesus, anybody who's listening to it, um, right now, anybody who's going to listen to it later, anybody, Lord, I, I just pray that you would pour your love out upon us, Lord Jesus, that you would give us, um, that you would give us stories in our lives that prove that you're with us and that you care about us and that you love us, Lord. Um, we just ask that you bless this podcast, Lord, that you bless this ministry, um, and that you take it as far as you wish for it to go.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Father, I pray that you bring the people to listen to this that need to listen to it, Lord Jesus. You know this. You're the smartest. <laughs> you know exactly <laughs> who needs to listen to this. You know exactly how Dana and I need to go about this. Father, we do nothing but pray for your will in this moment, Lord Jesus. And we thank you so much for sending your son to die on the cross. That That's what this whole thing hinges on, Lord. If that wasn't a thing, then nobody cares. <laughs> but... We thank you so much for saving us and for bringing us to a place where we can tell other people about you, Lord. We thank you,
1: Lord. I, <clears throat> Holy Spirit, I I pray uh, for for understanding of things that we don't <laughs> we don't understand and we can't understand. Yes, God. God, I I know as I read the Bible, sometimes even though I have you, I'm not listening, and so I just read it, and I'm just hmm. like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do with this. Yeah, God, same. Um, but God, I pray that uh, that in in every way that you'll give us supernatural understanding of your word and of your will, and uh, and I got God, I pray that you'll you'll keep us real and you'll keep us growing, and, and the people who listen to this. The same thing for them, Lord, and I pray that you'll provide for for them and all their needs, all the things that they're thinking about right now, mm. driving or sitting at home. Yes, uh, I pray that you you'll do amazing things mm. in in everyone's lives. That uh, I just want to keep it to to whoever's listening to this, Lord, but I mean, I just want to extend it actually to mm. to everyone. I just have a heart for for the world, yes, and Lord, I, and I um, I pray that you'll give us a broader heart than even that. Um, one that cares for people and one that, that wants to take care of people. And uh, Lord, I pray that we bless you and praise your name, Lord. We love you so much, mm. so, so much. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. All right. All right, well, guys.
0: Come back. We'll get into the Word next week, and uh, we'll get this thing going.
1: Yep. We'll be in Joshua 1 to start out with.
0: Joshua chapter 1. What
1: a good time. All right. Yep. Bye.
0: Bye. Thank you for listening and including us in your day. We hope you are blessed by the content and that you'll move forward in life a little closer to Jesus as a result. If you have any questions or comments, you can always interact with us on Instagram at The MNKJV Official. Lord, we ask that you guide and protect your people this week. In your name I pray. Amen.